Hello, friends, and welcome to a golf podcast unlike any other. This is Fairway Rollin' on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. Every week on Fairway Rollin', it is myself and our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, talking all things professional golf, amateur golf, amateur betting, professional betting, amateur drinking, professional drinking by birdie buddies. If you want to hit them straight out there, please check out Fairway Rolling every week. Available on Spotify. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Bobbin, real ones, Logan Murdoch here, Roger Go there. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm good, bro. You? How was your weekend? <laughs> weekend was good, man. Got cursed out. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah, cursed you out. Care, yeah, uh, you, you care to elaborate or um, are you just going to leave it? I think we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, sunny skies in the Bay Area. Um, went to go see some family. Went out. Saw some summer basketball, some you know, like some high school summer basketball. So I went to go see my little cousin, like for the summer league and things like that. For he played, he plays for Salesian. It was fun to like watch basketball in a non-professional competitive capacity, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was just high schoolers hooping, right? It was the purity of the game, and it was great to see that. It was, uh, I think, it was Moreau Catholic versus uh, Salesian, one of those summer games, and it went down to the wire. And it was funny because I was just watching the last two minutes of this game. And it was cool to like see like, oh, this kid is good. Oh, this kid's not so good. Oh, why did this kid think to just shoot this three-pointer down the stretch when his shooter was right there? He's being selfish right there. It was cool to just see that. Um, I was I was basically like walked into Raj's world is basically what happened. Is just see like the innocence of 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 very young high school basketball players. Well, I'm glad you could appreciate it because when you when you 
when you're in it for as long as I've been immersed in it, that becomes very frustrating to watch that. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, no, it does at times, just because, you know, you're used to seeing a more refined product, you know what I mean? And what you're describing are just kids earlier on their trajectory than what I'm used to, you know? Like, you're used to having a little yeah. bit more polish. I was, uh, not that you asked, um, but I was, uh, <laughs> I was in Louisiana. I was at the Manning Passing Academy with my two Yo! sons. Yeah. Yes. How was that? Yeah, it was very dope. It was very cool. Now, Louisiana, uh, I thought Florida was as hot as it gets, but apparently not. Louisiana was super hot. And it, it was really cool, too, to see all of these young kids. I mean, they had a thousand kids there probably uh, on their you know, path and quest to try to fulfill their dreams. Um, I got to say that the, both the Manning brothers, um, all three of them, sorry, do a really, really good job of being accessible. You would think that they just come check into their camp and kind of bounce, like, you know what I mean? And then check in at lunch. They do not. They're on the fields all day, circulating around, um, letting these kids have access to them, which I applaud and commend them for that. They have a bunch of great, dope college coaches, like the who's who of dudes you're going to see on Saturday this year as counselors. Mm. So nice. uh, that's awesome for the kids that have access to them. And I met, um, as I was walking around, I was Spencer Rattler had taken a picture with my boys. And so I went over to say what's up to him and I, I turned around and, and Craig, Craig Young was standing there. Craig Young is Bryce Young's dad. You know, I didn't know they'd like basketball as much as they do, but like we struck up a conversation and he's a big Laker fan. So, you know, that, uh, that obviously gets us moving and stuff. And so he was super cool and, you know, asked us to come back and meet Bryce. Bryce spent a few minutes with, with my boys and I and, He's super polished, man. That kid's just going to be great at whatever he decides to do uh, after football. Um, hopefully, he's got a great football career, too, and he's already a Heisman. But point being, he's way more polished than any football player I've met at that age. So I could see him doing anything in the world he wants to do. But it was really, really cool, man. And and my kids had a blast. And, and, uh, did we they got meet back Peyton? Did you meet Peyton? Did, how did you feel? Because I, I don't, I don't, Peyton is like the legend, is the, yeah. the god. So like, how did you? What, how was your interaction with Peyton Manning? I didn't meet Peyton. My sons did. They, they, um, my older one spent a few minutes with them, and my younger one takes pictures. Like he's the dude. They don't just walk up and take a picture with anybody. So he had, he was walking around there like he owned the place. But I was just chilling, man. I was off in the cut, just watching and and being a dad. That's what's up, man. That's yeah. dope. It's, yeah, it okay, cool. so we're like in, we're in fully camp season. Right now, um, we're we're in this dead period. We we're talking about this before the, in the pre-pod meeting, which was very entertaining. You know, we need a paywall for the pre-pod meetings. It was it was very, 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 very entertaining. Yeah. Um, but we're in the like, so we're in this dead period right now, like just after the draft, right before, uh, right before the free agency period in summer league. What is this dead period like for a young guy and also like maybe a free agent type player? How do you guys kind of go through this time where it's off, but it's like the calm before the storm? Yeah, that's that's actually a, an interesting question. That's a good question, Logan. So it depends kind of on, I mean, obviously, let's just go from a free agent perspective, right? If you're free, this is just, I mean, you're so excited for an opportunity to to secure your first bag or, or your, your real bag or whatever, you know, your last bag, like you are just really right now, super excited about what Thursday could hold and whether you're going to get that call Wednesday night at 1201, right? There's a tier of free agents. They're going to get, they're going to get the call at 1201 
the night before, right? So like the first minute you can get a call in, into Thursday, they'll get a call. Uh, that's really, really cool. Then there's a faction of people that'll wait around and they're in that next wave of free agents to go once those deals are signed. And so right now it's just anticipation, right? Like you're, you're kind of working, you're, I'm sure you're working out to some degree. You're probably not in full, full swing, but the anticipation of the next couple of days is, is it's crazy. Wait, so Sasha Mack, and I, I want to get into this in a second. We're in free agency, but Sasha Mack just put in some, um, some breaking news, rah, rah. Hmm. Kyrie has request, requested and received permission from the Nets to find sign and trade officers from other teams. Wow. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, which is which I've said last week on the Void, um, still hasn't spoken to the Nets front office. Russell Westbrook uh, to Brooklyn remains unlikely. That's from Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News. And I have another tweet for you, Raja. Uh, this is from Woj. Outside of the Lakers. There are currently no known teams in pursuit of sign-and-trades for Nets' Kyrie Irving. No sign-and-trades can formally be discussed until after 6 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, Brooklyn isn't believed to have interest in available Lakers packages. When you hear that, what are you thinking, Ron? Not surprised, Logan. That is where this was headed the whole time. I mean, I guess we just keep coming back to Kai because he's the biggest story out there right now. But, like, where did you think this was going? Where, Like, if you... You know, I'm always fascinated by, it's not just NBA players, but it's it's anyone who's really like at the top of their profession and, and um, you know, is used to having people kind of bent for, towards their will. Like, what did you think was going to happen if you treated this like your own personal playground, so to speak, and you didn't win the chip? Like, what did you think was going to happen, right? Like, if you were just a complete... Let's say on a movie set, you're a really, really difficult to deal with. You give everybody a hard time to make up people. And I'm I, like, just let's say everyone's like, my God, it was so difficult. And then the movie is a bust. Like, what did, what did and then your next movie is a bust. Like, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I, I, so I'm, I'm not surprised. Like, if, if, again, I mean, I think this goes to, this goes to show how important people in professional sports think culture is. And, and, the chemistry in their locker room and on their team that you could have a talent like Kyrie out there and people would be apprehensive, you know, about, about bringing that in. And it just shows you that like, whether teams have said that publicly or not, people have been watching over the last few years and it's, it's been shooting himself in the foot in that way. This, this net situation is such a mess, man. I mean, it's just, I, I don't like, and it, it starts with with the Kyrie stuff, and like it goes to what do you think was going to happen, man? You know, when you have that much dip on your chip, like something <laughs> something's got to give, bro. <laughs> something uh, has to give, right? Uh, I mean, when you like, <laughs> at, at a certain point, like, and this is funny because you know this about this league. It's not always about talent, bro. It's not talent will only get you so far. Kyrie is great. Is a one of the most talented hoopers I've ever seen, but the leverage play isn't working, and I, I'd be curious to, to hear from him in general. Like, was this all worth it? You know, you you got you, you accumulated all these pieces, right? You 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 get on a you get on a team with Kevin Durant, bro. You get on a team with him and James Harden. On paper, you guys should be great, right? How does this not work out? 
you know? When, when you say, I'm just trying to break this down, like worth it, right? I imagine there's part of Kyrie, right? If you're talking about winning a championship, not worth it, right? We didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't do that. But there's a part of Kyrie in his enlightened like type of sphere where he would say, yeah, worth it. Like I stood for what I believed in. I, you know, championed for a cause that the voiceless can't champion for. Like that's his rhetoric sometimes when he's talking, right? And so in that, mm-hmm. in that, you know, regard, worth it. And this is kind of what I said last pod. Like if that's worth it to you, I can't sign you because what you've then told me is that that's where your priorities are. They trump everything. And so even if it's in complete juxtaposition to what like we're trying to accomplish and what I'm paying you to do, that's where your priorities lie. And then I'm beholden contractually to pay you these tens of millions of dollars. No, 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 I just, no. Like if you're at this point, you're at, at it just just reading the tea leaves and there's a point of no return with this Kyrie stuff, bro. You can't ask like for a sign and trade and then be back on the roster next season. It just doesn't seem plausible. I already told you that. That's not, I don't know that either side would, would that that's untenable. I think that would be untenable. I don't think anyone would be able to survive in that. You know, let me, let me just, can I say this shit, bro? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it now. And I, I want to make sure that I'm clear about it because I am pro player all the way. Mm Mm-hmm. I am pro player. I always see things through a player's lens. So the the power that they're able to wield now, like some of the the leverage that they're able to hold over teams, like I never begrudge them that. I would still say that if I were consulting anyone in the front office, which I did at, at one point, or these franchises need to stop capitulating to the demands of stars and their requests in terms of teammates and team building and all of that, like, unless it's like, I would, the caveat would be to LeBron has proven that if you give him what he asked for, he can win with it. I still make the argument that as LeBron continues to change as a player, that recipe changes. So LeBron mm-hmm. has to understand that. And if he does, then he's earned the right to do that. I don't know anyone else in the league who has. So it has to stop. Like, that's why it's your job. Like, you are the player. I am, as the general manager, at the apex of the food chain in my respective field. I've worked my entire career to get to this point to build a team the way I see fit to build it because I believe I'm really good at this. I'm doing it my fucking way. Now, I do think it's in people's best interest to at least have dialogue with their stars, right? Like, you have to know, like, whether or not, hey, man, like, you like that guy? Like, is that, those are conversations that you have for sure. But you don't like give up yourself and everything you believe in in terms of building and what makes sense to put together and 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 all of that just because you know you've got this incredible talent like nah. I just think that like sp- specifically, I think the biggest thing we learned in during this empowerment movement, <laughs> aside from LeBron, because LeBron is one of one, right? We can me and you can both yeah. agree with that, right? They they. But aside from that, is like the teams that have been the best over the stretch, by and large, have just been partnerships, right? Right? Like, let's look at the Spurs, right? Tim Duncan, R.C. Buford, Greg Popovich, right? You have a, you have a, you have a group um, that, that figures it out. The successful teams have a group that go together as a team, you mm-hmm. know? You can get, and, and, I, and I don't think, and, I, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think you're saying, yo, man, we shouldn't have input from our star players. That's stupid. 
I don't think that there should be input from the star players. There also should be input from the scouts. There also should be input from the head coach, the assistant GM. It's a partnership, right? You see the Spurs, you've seen the Golden State Warriors over this last few years of just figuring out how to pick players. You've seen the Chicago Bulls do it. It is a partnership. Now there, now there might be some butting of heads, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a partnership between, it's a team. That's what it is. It's what it is. It's a team. Now, you're correct. Uh, maybe I didn't articulate that clearly enough, but I, I, a general manager and his brain trust, um, having identified targets and what they like, should then go to their star player and at least get some input from that star player about what's going to happen, right? Like that, I think, is a prudent way to handle that. You, you want a little dialogue. What I'm saying needs to stop happening is general managers, front offices, and organizations just forgetting what's important to them, forgetting culturally what they stand for in order to make a star feel happy, not want to be disgruntled. Like those, that's, listen, you have, you get paid millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to hoop. I get paid whatever I get paid to help you win a championship. This is, we are in this together. Let me do my job, right? And and we can have dialogue, but I can't have you doing your job and my job. Yeah. And so this goes to an overall point, and it's not just the, uh, I think the Nets are an example of this, but it's not just the Nets that, that have done this, um, where a team has done good enough and has built good enough to attract star talent, right? And free agency and things like that. And then when the stars get there, the whole makeup of the organization seems to shift. And it seems like they switch how they go about running their organization or another part or the players start running the organization and it ceases to be ceases to be what it was. What is the best way of going about star to getting star talent? What is the best way of doing that while keeping the makeup of your organization? the makeup that made you a successful organization to begin with. That's, that's the balance, right? That is the balance. I don't have a great answer, man. I'm not sitting here telling you I'm, I was, <laughs> I, I spent a year in the front office. Like I don't have yeah. the recipe for that. If I did shit, I'd be sitting somewhere trying to do it and win championships myself. Um, yeah. But I, I will say that selling your soul usually isn't a good idea. In it's general. not, it's just not like, you know, building, um, making sure that you can keep flexibility um, in terms of financially um, is important. Having a good balance of, of, of youth and age and experience is important. Um, I think having good culture in the building from the top down is really important. Um, and I think you have to be very, very careful when you start bending rules um, allowing people to step outside of that culture with no real ramifications or punishments because, you know, that's Pandora's box. Once it's open, it's open. And now we're back into that. I'm sacrificing what I believe in to keep everybody happy. So I think all of those things have to be in play. And I do believe, again, that players should have some input into their into the star that they're going to play with, right? Like, I, I think that having that dialogue with the front office is important but I also believe at the end of the day, the front office is paid to do a job. And yeah. so like 
you go with your gut. Otherwise, I mean, are you really doing the job or are you just collecting checks? Okay, so say all, all, everything we've seen out there, just bringing it back to Kyrie real quick. The Lakers are the team um, that seems to be looming the most, right? Whether it's, you know, trying to get a sign and trade or something or just, just wanting to be in the Kyrie thing. What is your early impressions of if that happens? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that's going to be a good thing? Like he's, is he going to fall in line because of, you yeah. know, his relationship? Is yes. he going to do that? Okay. Yeah. It's, I, we, we talked about it last week. You asked me about the teams and I signed off on the Knicks just because I think that would be really fun. We just to wanted to see that. the spectacle. Bro. Yeah, that was what we wanted to see. Really, the only team that I felt really comfortable with, if, 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 if I'm being you know, honest, is the Lakers. And it's because, you know, I, this is, I've said this about some people. I'll say it about Kyrie. In all of, again, his brilliance as a player. It's tough for me, and I've, I've, I've said this behind closed doors in, in, in executive meetings and stuff like that. Shit, I said it to Steve Nash. When, when, here's, the, here's the problem with some players, the really, really good ones. If they, if they don't really lead and set culture, it's okay if, if they will follow someone who will lead and set culture. Where you run into a problem is if that star won't or can't lead an established culture, but won't follow anyone else who's trying to set culture or lead. That puts you in a really gray area because yeah. this is an individual entity just there for themselves. And they might talk about all the right things and say all the right things, but are you doing all the right things? Right? Like, and so I'm, this isn't, oh, this isn't, a Kyrie conversation as much as it's about, a, 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 I've seen players like this where you're like, you're in a weird spot. Like, cause they don't really lead great. People don't follow them. I think the track record suggests that like, yeah. and they don't really, you know, like get on board. Like you see what happened last year. Like he didn't follow. Did he? Yeah. I mean, did he? I don't he? know if he necessarily led either. Well, he didn't lead. I mean, he didn't lead <laughs> shit, but <laughs> yeah. did he, did he follow? Like when everyone said, Hey, we're going to do this, bro. We're going to get in follow. And that's okay but it puts you in a really weird spot. So you can only really... Especially when you're that good, you know? Especially when you're talented, when you're that great. Well, when you're not that great, you're not in the league, right? If you're not a... Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to... Eat, brother, you're either like a, an emotional leader who we can count on in the trenches or you will get in line and follow or your ass is out the league. But his yeah. talent is so intoxicating and really so high level that, that it puts you in a weird spot. And I believe the Lakers to be uniquely set up. I told you there's another place that I think would be able to handle him, but I don't think that they would touch him. That's the heat because their culture is so strong. I'm just talking yeah. from a cultural fit, not from a playing fit. Le yeah, yeah. LeBron sets culture. You get in line with LeBron. Everyone on the teams that LeBron what does plays. What he do that sets the culture in a way that like, just what is, what does he do that sets culture in such a great way? Well, he's a, he's a, he's a tireless worker. Like, He's there working on his on his body, on his game. Um, he is vocal in a way that that um, that isn't over the top, but it's consistent enough that that you know what's going on in his brain, and you can respect the 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 IQ and basketball IQ and just team building IQ that he has, right? Because he's vocal. He's also a leader in terms of team building things. Like, hey man, we're you know we're we got this table. We're going to sit outside in the courtyard. We're going to drink a couple bottles tonight. Let's talk about what's going on with this. Like he, he is organizing and doing things like that. And 
you know, on top of just being available and being a warrior all the time. Like you, you really don't have to worry about LeBron pulling up because he's got something, you know, marginally wrong with him. Like if he's sitting out, he's hurt, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, you're, you're just, I'm painting a picture and, and I continue to add things to this pot of what makes a good leader, but he's got all of those things. And so, you know, people follow LeBron. I will say this though, man, if Kyrie is locked in and engaged in a system with LeBron, that puts the Lakers in a really good position. Absolutely. Man, you know, like uh, if somehow they could get, they could get, they could get Kyrie out of this. And the Kyrie that's focused, the Kyrie that was on the caps. Wow. And it puts it puts Anthony Davis in a much more comfortable position for Anthony Davis. Sure. You don't have to be consistently great. Am I okay, so if say all right, just hypothetically, if I if if Kyrie and LeBron are on, on a team, in terms of like alphas, does that put A D at number three? Unquestionably. No, it's not even a question. It's not even, yeah, absolutely. I mean, LeBron is going to be number one. And then, <laughs> you know, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie don't take a backseat to too many people, bro. So like, if he's going to take the backseat to LeBron, I'm going to almost guarantee you he's not taking it to anyone else on that team. So yes, that puts AD in the three spot, but that's okay. Like, I don't see AD as the personality that really wants to be the number one. I've said this before. Like, I don't, that's not like, skill level or or game or ability that's just like he doesn't seem to have that personality so i think it puts him in a way more comfortable space where he can just be fantastic and if he's off or he's not playing great or he goes through a little thing like there's no big deal we still have two dudes doing it and then there will be nights where he's your best player plenty of them but you know it's just a more sheltered like safe environment yeah it's gonna be interesting man um Kyrie never um he never disappoints when it comes to just stuff out there in the universe, right? Just the stuff that just comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll my see bad, my bad, my bad. Wait, wait, say that again, bro. I was reading. I got it all fucked up there. Were my reading, bad. I was, trying, the I was trying to read the group chat. You were talking. No, I didn't even hear what there was. No, there was a chat. Um, Sasha like called me on my shit. It's like, yo, you literally said that the, the Lakers are capped at 50 <laughs> wins with Kyrie. I said that I did, but also Sasha, Sasha had her little diatribe and it, you know, listen, she convinced me. Okay. All right. You know, it could be, it could be something. It could be something. I mean, yeah, I look, the question is, what are you going to do around them? That's always the question. That was the the question question in Brooklyn, right? Like, can you get guys around him? If also, if they get Kyrie and don't get him in a sign and trade, they like said some world where they just sign him to, um, the mid level, like that six mil. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't, yeah, yeah, those are, you're getting, and and that was, ultimately, that was Brooklyn's problem, if we're, like, that's the problem, if we're being frank, I mean, they had a a lot of problems, right, but, like, at the end of the day, you know, you didn't, do you see the roster they were rolling out at the end of the year? I was there, you were there too, Ross. I mean, we were both there. I don't mean any disrespect, although it is disrespectful, like, what were you going to do with that? To be fair, to be fair. They, that roster was built around James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. And there's well, not a lot of money to go outside. Like, there's not a lot of money to to get people outside of that. Yeah, and the Joe, the Joe Harris, the Joe Harris going down hurt. And so that is fair. Like that, I, I I agree with you. That is fair. But once you don't have James Harden and now you don't have Joe Harris, 
it it just illustrates like how important those pieces around like a Kyrie and Kevin Durant sink like two great players, like how important it is. And they didn't have enough help. We'll see what happens, man. Apparently LeBron is very open to the possibility that is per Sam Amick, friend of the show. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. We'll see what happens. I think this is a good time to give advice, though. Here's a time to give advice. Uh, Malik Monk had a great year with the Lakers, and we're talking about supporting casts. He, we talked about that uh, mid-level taxpayer exemption that the Lakers can offer Malik. And this is a quote from Malik. They might not be able to pay me as much as I want, but I could be here and, way, and be way more comfortable as a Laker than going to a, another team and they're paying me $5 million more. So it's just me trying to figure out what team would really want me. What do you think about him wanting to, to, uh, to take, be open to the possibility of taking less after he had one of the best seasons of his career? And we all know about earning power in this league. You really only get one or one time to get a stupid bag, two if you're lucky. What advice would you have for for a young player trying to take less, Raja? Oh, Malik. So without knowing what the market would be for Malik, it's going to be unfair for me to really say this because if it's a couple million dollars a year over four years, and you're going to make six or seven, like what's the mid-level right now? What is it? 6.3. Right. So if you're telling me I'd rather stay in LA for 6.3 over four than take, you know, eight. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I ain't in the habit of giving up millions and millions and paying the taxes in, in LA, but I can dig it. Like you're saying, Hey man, I'm going to win championships out here in LA. Like this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be a Laker. I'll have association with the Lakers and all of the things and perks that are being a Laker and being with LeBron. I understand that. Like, I'm not going to knock you for that. But if you're talking about making 6.7 or $11 million a year, 
to go play anywhere else, and that's over three or four, you better get the bag, bro. Take your money and keep it moving. And there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees, right? Like that, you can. There are cases scattered across the 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 damn NBA's history of dudes who didn't play the hand right and thought they were getting something or would get something and it didn't work out. And so you gambled on yourself this year to a certain degree, right? One year, one year deal with the Lakers. Yeah. Right. You, yeah, that's a gamble. Like you say, Hey man, I'm gonna play my way into some bread. And now you're sitting here at the table ready to eat provided like if it's apples to apples or close enough, then I, I can co-sign on that. But Logan, I'm telling you now, if it is not apples to apples, if that other tray comes out and there's a peach or an orange or a nectarine or a pear, I'm out. <laughs> I, and, he, and he spoke, to, he said this to uh, the homie Yovan from The Athletic. He said this, but my thing is, why would you say this before free agency? Why are you negotiating before free agency like this in the open? If I am an agent, I am not letting my client talk at all until the press conference after you sign the deal. Well, I, I, I don't get it. I don't. And also to say that you'll take less, even if you were going to take, like, even if you were going to, why would you say, why would you say this on the eve of creating? Why? I don't know why you would. I mean, I could only speculate, you know, sometimes people front offices, that is people around the organization would have a player feeling as if, their their friends or they had their best interest at heart or like you know getting making you feel like this is everything other than business and at the end of the day those would be the same people <laughs> if given the opportunity and it was in their interest to would tell you hey sorry this is just business so you know you just got to be careful about you know being led to believe certain things now i don't know if that's the case with malik but i've seen it happen before where, you know, players are like, oh, no, man, like, you know, I love being here. They love me. Like, this is, dog, don't, don't, don't get caught up in that. Especially if you're not like a megastar, you know, when your money is and your family's, you know, future isn't, isn't already secured um, in a way that you feel comfortable with. Like, if that's not already done, then you got to be really careful, man. Like, that's, for, for me, I wanted to win the championship. Like I, I signed to go back and play with with Utah, um, you know, when my last time around the block, right? Mm-hmm. I I didn't want to go to a bad team again. I had been on a bad team in Charlotte. I knew I didn't want to do that, right? But that came down to like LeBron's team with the Miami Heat, Kobe's team with the Lakers, right? Um, and I yeah. think Le, the LeBron's and and D Wade and them were a lot closer to winning the chip. Although they, you know, in, in hindsight, they didn't win it. And they were offering the minimum. So I would have taken the minimum to chase that championship. And maybe I don't play that year. I don't know. And that kind of seals my fate. Or I had multiple years for, for more money from Chicago, who was a solid team, and Utah, who was on paper supposed to be a good team. Al Jefferson, Paul Millsap, Darren Williams, all that. And so I wanted to play on a good team. It might not have been a foregone stamp them as a champion, but I still had bills to pay, Logan. Yeah. I and, you don't your, and you don't want your and you don't want your next check to be your last check, bro. No, you so don't. I was trying you don't to want sec- that to happen. I was trying to secure that. And for anybody, I had a dude follow me around a damn a water park right after I did that. We were up in Palm Beach. 
This jackass followed me around for 45 fucking minutes asking me about how I couldn't sign with the hometown heat. Like you're about more, more about your money than you are about a championship like this and that. I was like, this guy is a clown, bro. And so, you know, I broke it down to him. I said, man, you work at a warehouse or something, bro. And one of those warehouses says, hey, we're the best warehouse on the planet. We're going to give you a trophy at the end of the day saying that we are the number one warehouse on the planet, but we're only going to pay you $20 an hour. And the other warehouse says, hey, I can't guarantee you we're going to give you that trophy. No guarantees here. You'll fight for it, but I can't guarantee it. But I'm going to pay you 50 or $60 an hour. What are you going to do? Go to the other one, bro. I'll figure it out. So leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so I want to run this by you because... I was on I was on the I was on the void on Friday. Hey. Oh, the void! <laughs> With KOC. Shout out to the homie. That shit was hella fun. But we we talked about Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson, other than Kyrie, is probably I guess I'd say the biggest story in free agency right now. Um and the Knicks are clearing cap space to sign him. Got his uh father on the coaching staff. And all signs point to they're going to at least try to overpay to get Jalen Brunson from the Mavericks, right? And I feel like my my stance on it is Jalen Brunson is a really good basketball player. There's no there's no uh, if ands or buts about that. Really good basketball player, all star. I'm not sure, but I don't think he's the I don't think he is the guy that you overpay for if another team wants to take him off your hands, especially in the position where Dallas and we've talked about this throughout the season where we would we would like to see Luca get another all-star mm-hmm. right and I think Jalen Brunson is a really good player and if it was the right price you should keep him on your team but I think and I said the words that the Knicks would be doing the Mavs a favor if they overpaid to get Jalen Brunson on the on their roster was I was I speaking to the guy that's been in the league front office and like knows the game clearly better than I do was I was I off base and saying that, or should, or what, what was the nuance I may or may not have been missing? Well, Jalen Brunson is a winner. Yeah. He is. He wins Jaylen everywhere he goes. Always been, yeah. yep. He wins. Um, and he's from a pedigree like that is, uh, you know, really, really good. And yep. so it's hard to put a price tag on someone who just overcomes all the odds all the time and wins. It really is. And I, I think you could be right in what you said. Um, but what I can't really quantify is just what he means to Dallas behind closed doors. You know, mm-hmm. what he mean what he means to the fabric of who they are as a team. I don't know. I don't have the answers to that. I, I thought he was brilliant this year. And I would also he say was. in the next the next breath, though, I don't know how much better that that gets. I don't know that that's gonna be like who he is moving forward all the time. And you would kind of have to be the guy he was in the playoffs. Like to warrant getting max money, right? And I don't know that that's actually a possibility. So I have mixed emotions because I want Jalen to get that bag, bro. Okay, go ahead and I just yeah, told oh, you secure, oh, oh, secure yeah, oh, yeah. it, secure it, get it, lock it down. But on the flip side of that, I don't know that I pay him max money. So if you're making the argument that Dallas is dodging a bullet by having to pay him max money and can allocate those funds somewhere else, I I could co-sign on that. Yeah, and this is not a, like an indictment on bro Brunson. Go get your no. bag, bro. Like, go get your go get to the baggage claim, bro. Let's, but listen, no. I mean, let me be clear. 
I'm not saying that he shouldn't make a lot of money. I'm just saying when you're talking max money, that's a certain type of player for me. We'll see what happens. That's going to be intriguing, though, man, because from a Knicks point of view, it's like on the surface, it just seems like, oh, man, another overpay by the Knicks. Right. When you have something good and you have all these things and you're clearing cap space and you're doing all these things, it does. It seems like a Knicksian move, you know. So maybe maybe he winds up being Chris Paul 2.0. I'll be tight. Just All a winning, just a winning ass. Like, hey man, you could you could say I'm a little small. You could say I'm not like, but I I win and I'm tough and I I orchestrate and I drive character culture. Yeah, who knows? That would be dope to see. We'll see what happens, man. Um, all right, let's go to a little segment we like to call "Ruin of the Week." I will go first because clearly Raja isn't prepared. Jeez, Jesus. Um, uh, I'm going to go with one Buzz Lightyear. Um, went to go see Lightyear recently. It was, it was freaking incredible. It was incredible. Um, all the propaganda, it was like animated Top Gun Raja. It was just all the feels and Buzz. I've been a, I was full disclaimer when I was like three, four years old, I was Buzz Lightyear for Halloween. Okay. I'm a huge fan of Buzz, huge fan, been outside. Okay. I'm in Buzz Hive. Okay. So to see how they, um, how Pixar, um, who's from the Bay, you know, got a shout out to the, to, to Bay, the Bay's own Pixar to see how they really just were very creative with his origin story and just put out a great product. I got to go with Buzz and the whole Lightyear um, staff record labeling crew. That's, that's my real end of the week, sir. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see you that. You should go see Lightyear with the fam. It was really I, good, sir. Well, you we go actually, with the fam. we had some hours to kill. And so we went to see uh, the younger ones, who were here with mommy went to see Buzz Lightyear yesterday. I took the older ones in New Orleans to go see uh, Top Gun again because they hadn't seen Top Gun. So um, we will be going to see Buzz Lightyear. I'm going to give my real one of the week is going to be one Serena Jamika Williams. <laughs> All right. For making her return, you know, to competitive tennis after a long layoff. I mean, she's, she's 40 years old. Yeah. Doing it. Doing it. Like, and I think she's looking for number 24. At Wimbledon, it's been a long time. A lot of people probably, you know, didn't think it was going to be possible. And I'm just happy to have her back because I love watching Serena play tennis, man. Like, I, it was my first yeah. sport, and I always have an appreciation for good tennis. I, was, I turned off the Djokovic match just to hop on with y'all. But, Serena, welcome back, Ray Ray. I'm going with yeah. Serena Williams, real one of the week. It's a pretty strong cast of real ones this week. Um, just, a little, uh, just a little housekeeping. This is our only real ones um, proper this week. Um, I think we're going back to twice next week, but we'll be having our free agent, uh, our slate of free agency shows coming up. I don't have the full list in front of me, but I know that me and Rob Mahoney will be um, locking in with you guys on uh, Thursday. I think five, I think we record five Pacific. It'll come out at some point after that. We will be having all your free agency news. Um, then, um, rah, rah, we will see him on next Monday. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you check out our other ringer slate of shows. That is weekends with Waz. That is upside high. That is the answer. That is the boy. Boy, boy. KOC. You guys can go listen to the pod that I was on with him last Friday. It was fun. Love locking in with him. Make sure you check out the mismatch. Um, make sure you check out 
Um, we're going to keep the propaganda going. I don't know what you thought this was. This is summertime, but we still grind it. Um, make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook with who? Roger Bell. Town legend, Miss Danielle Smith. Make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Roger Bell. The Vallejo legend, aka the Crestside Club, CC Sabathia. We will see you guys next week. Holla.